Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. And our first story is titled, Fiance's 23 female, older sister 26 female, confessed that she felt rejected by me, 26 male, and I'm the reason her life is a mess. This might not seem like a big deal to most people reading, but it's become a big deal for me and my fiance. So when I was 14, I became best friends with a girl. Let's call her Gwen. When we were 16, we started dating, spent all of our time together, basic teenage love stuff. During this time, I became close with her little sister, Vicky, who was 13. Vicky and I were always friendly with one another, some teasing, some fighting, but just general kids being kids. So Gwen and I dated for four years and ended up breaking up when we were in college because we wanted different things in life. I was fine with having only Gwen as my partner for life and Gwen felt like she'd be missing out on her girls just want to have fun days. This was obviously a pretty rough time for me, for Gwen and for our whole friend group. The relationship was basically a corpse for several months, dragged along by our unwillingness to let each other go. She proposed an open relationship several times and I just couldn't bring myself to agree to it. During this time, Vicky got pretty angry with her sister, Gwen, because Vicky, by that point, saw me as part of the family. I found out later that Vicky and Gwen got into regular fights about Gwen's inability to commit to me. At the time, Vicky was 17 years old and Gwen was 20, so it's not like Vicky could really force Gwen to do anything. Eventually, Gwen and I broke up and our four-year relationship and six-year friendship came to an end. I felt that the right thing to do was probably distance myself from Vicky as well because being as close to Vicky as I usually would would mean that I'd never quite leave Gwen's life. This ended up backfiring because it made Vicky very upset and she basically interpreted this to mean that Vicky and I were never really friends and I was only tolerating her for Gwen's sake out of guilt or out of some selfish desire not to lose yet another piece of my life, I acquiesced to Vicky and we stayed friends. This was in 2014. By 2015, Vicky was 18 and I was 21. She came to the same college as I was in and we were good friends. I always kept some distance with Vicky out of respect to Gwen. This meant that no matter how friendly I was with Vicky, I never really talked to her about really personal stuff or my romantic life. She was a good friend, but not a close friend. Then, in late 2015, there was an incident where Vicky behaved extremely jealous towards a girl I was casually seeing. There was another incident in early 2016 where Vicky was found to be shit-talking a different girl I was seeing. And when I confronted Vicky about it, Vicky basically confesses that she has developed feelings for me. I shut that down immediately because every part of it felt totally and viscerally wrong. But at the time, Vicky assured me that Gwen was okay with it and her mum was okay with it too. She put all her cards on the table and says that while she understands I view her as a kid, she'd like the chance to at least date me and change my mind. 
Obviously, she succeeded because as of February this year, she and I are engaged. We've been together for five years now and it's by far the best relationship I've ever been in. The only problem is that it turns out Vicky lied about one thing at the start of the relationship. While it's true that her mother loved me and was totally fine with Vicky dating me, Gwen was never okay with it. In fact, Gwen was very much not okay with it and had been vocal about this to Vicky. Gwen never said any of this to me because she and I were no contact. All of this is coming up now in 2020 because Gwen is over our apartment for the week and on day two, yesterday, she gets drunk and blurts out how I upgraded to a younger, prettier model by dating her little sister. Vicky was already passed out by this point, so she has no idea that Gwen said these things to me. But at the time, I got defensive and said that Gwen was okay with it at the time, so why does it bother us so much half a decade later? Then Gwen told me the truth about how she was never okay with it. But then she found out that I agreed to give Vicky a chance and it broke her heart and and she tried to let go of the jealousy she was feeling. And now five years later, she still feels intense pangs of jealousy, all made worse by the wedding planning for our 2021 marriage. Gwen says that she regrets asking me for a breakup and the single life wasn't worth losing love for. She assured me that she wasn't trying to break Vicky and myself up or trying to get me back. She said that she just needed me to know how she really feels. She also attributes these feelings of rejection and loss as the cause of her depression, which incidentally has derailed her life for the last four years. So times match up, I guess. What's the right move here? Do I tell Vicky about Gwen's confession? Do I pretend like I didn't hear any of this? And there's a minor update before the big update, which says, Gwen doesn't seem to remember what she said or is playing it off like she didn't confess anything. I'm going to talk to my fiance and let her know what happened. I'm not gonna turn this into any more drama or a big fight. And before we do go on to that update, we're gonna read a couple of comments first. One from Ash who says, it sounds like V was probably in love with you from the very beginning, considering how upset she got with her sister for disrespecting you by not committing. And when you tried to distance yourself from her after the breakup, she also probably went to the same college as you to stay in your orbit. I think it was a little naive of you to take V's assurance that G was fine with you two dating at face value, but there's little that can be done about that now. You should definitely discuss yours and G's conversation to V. I would expect she's been waiting for this shoe to drop for a while. You should also set clear boundaries with both sisters going forward because I'm sure you have much drama ahead of you. Good luck. Mike says you dated both sisters. Honestly, for years, you should have known this was not going to end well. MM172 says, I think you tell G you are sorry to learn that she's been struggling so much with all this, but you are not in fact responsible for her life not being what she wants it to be at the moment. And you hope she's able to sort that out for her own sake with a therapist's help if needed. That said, you do also need to talk to V about why she felt the need to lie to you about everyone being totally okay with the situation. Frankly, you should probably also spend some time asking yourself why you allowed yourself to believe that. Is it true that you're not responsible for G refusing to move on, but V's apparent lack of sympathy for why you being around all the time would make that harder should have you asking some hard questions about who you're really marrying here and whether you really want to be in the middle of all this drama when there are literally millions of other non-related women you could be dating instead. OP replied to that saying, I think you're right that I should have questioned V a bit more about G being okay with things. At the time, G was totally out of my life and V was still my friend. So I didn't think to doubt her. 
In V's defense, G lives in a different state. I only ever see G twice a year at Christmas. Our hometown does a huge multi-family Christmas and V's mum's birthday. It's not like V was parading me in front of G all these years. This is also why I never knew about G's true feelings because I've never had a real conversation with G outside of politics or hometown nostalgia, etc. over the years. Boom Boom says, dating your ex's little sister. What could possibly go wrong? And one more from Austin who says, tell V about the discussion. It's past time to clear the air. You've known her for nine years, so you probably already know whether or not her lie was a bad judgment call from a teenager hopelessly in love or just another link in a chain of deception that she is planning to wrap around your throat at the altar. So now we're gonna move on to the update which came a week after the original post. Before I posted the last thread, I was just going to let this whole thing die off and never speak to Vicky about it, but the majority of you felt it was best to be at least honest to Vicky and at some point you all convinced me. So yesterday morning, I sat Vicky down and told her what had happened. Gwen was away at that point, so I had the privacy for a real conversation. A lot of people in the last post really mistook what kind of person Vicky is, in my opinion. Vicky isn't some kind of evil mastermind that was playing me. Her mother, her sister, and everyone else like puppets dancing on their strings. When I met her, she was an earnest kid, and she grew to be an honest but determined teenager at the time that we started dating. I mention this so that people understand that this conversation wasn't an interrogation. I just wanted to know what she thought about what Gwen said. As it turns out, the truth is always somewhere in between and I've learned a lot of new information. I just let her speak and get everything off of her chest. I didn't interrupt to ask for clarification or interject to argue at any point. The way I'm going to write this down is probably annoying to read, but is the way I process them. New equals totally new information confirmed equals info gwen told me that vicky confirmed messy equals info gwen told me that wasn't fully honest so one new vicky's been in love with me for longer than i thought gwen and i were planning on taking her to the carnival in town on her 14th birthday along with a group of friends but gwen got sick and vicky was starting to get sick so they figured the whole plan was cancelled I don't remember much of this event, but she remembers that I cheered her up and convinced her to go to the carnival. So it was me plus Vicky plus Vicky's friends and when Vicky would get tired or need to sit down and rehydrate, I'd sit with her. She remembers that one of her friends was flirting with me and at one point gave me a compliment and I redirected the compliment to Vicky and it made Vicky feel like a million bucks. Says this was the night she fell in love. Two, confirmed. Gwen suspected Vicky number one. I used to shower at Gwen's house once in a while, especially during summer vacation. This only used to happen after pickup games if Gwen wanted to hang out afterwards. I'd leave dirty laundry here for Gwen to throw into the wash. Turns out Vicky started helping her later on and Gwen noticed that only Vicky would help her when my dirty clothes were in the hamper, never on a normal day. Three, confirmed. Gwen suspected Vicky, number two. Senior year of high school, I took art history. I didn't give a shit about the class, but Vicky was super interested in hearing from me about it. Turns out Gwen caught Vicky researching my class topics several times so that Vicky could hold conversations with me. Four, confirmed, Gwen suspected Vicky number three. Gwen knew that Vicky would put makeup on and tidy herself up every time I came to visit Gwen. Even if I'm just picking Gwen up to take Gwen out, Vicky'd come downstairs with makeup on to chat with me for a bit before I left. I didn't mention to Vicky that I didn't notice at all. Five, messy. 
Gwen opposed Vicky's feelings, then came around. So Vicky told Gwen earnestly about her feelings for me before she even told her mum. This was six months after Gwen's and my relationship ended. Gwen got pretty heated at this and a week after Vicky told Gwen, there was an incident between the sisters where Gwen basically chewed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Vicky out. Gwen then told Vicky that I'd never fall for Vicky. This was when Vicky basically called out Gwen and said that Gwen wouldn't ever be happy for me. In this conversation, Gwen explicitly said that if, by some miracle, I said yes to Vicky, then Gwen would put her tail between her legs and admit she was wrong. Gwen later, one monthish, apologized about how she spoke to Vicky and said that if Vicky truly loved me, she was happy for Vicky. Six, messy. Gwen encouraged Vicky to confess to me. The next big episode regarding me came the month that Vicky confessed to me. Vicky and I were in a bit of a fight because I didn't like how she behaved to a girl I was friends with benefits with. I'm assuming that's, that's what FWB is. Vicky was crying at home and Gwen basically encouraged Vicky to rip the band-aid off and tell me how she feels. This way, if I rejected Vicky, Vicky can at least move on. Vicky asked Gwen if that's really okay and Gwen said yes. Seven. Messy, Gwen was happy and scared when Vicky was about to confess. In a conversation the evening that Vicky was going to tell me her feelings, Vicky and Gwen spoke again over the phone. Vicky remembers that Gwen made a very iffy joke that suggested that Gwen was hurting. Vicky paused the convo and asked Gwen if Gwen really was okay with this. Gwen backpedaled and insisted it was just a joke and said that she was excited for a little sis. Vicky remembers the joke comments being something like, good luck getting the love of my life. So, that's it. The truth is more complicated, I guess. Turns out that Vicky had feelings for me a long time ago. Things like falling in love with me for taking her to a carnival on her birthday seem dramatic and immature in retrospect, but it's important bits that make up a bigger truth. Also turns out that Gwen had a small nagging suspicions over the years. But most important is that it turns out when I was single and Vicky was working up courage to make a move, Gwen wasn't actually in opposition. Gwen ended up being a good sister and encouraging Vicky to chase what she wants. What further complicates things is, is that Gwen used to express some insecurity around her body and how much more beautiful, read, right curves, Vicky was back during the last two years of us dating. I dismissed these insecurities and used to laugh them off because at the time, Gwen was 18 and Vicky was 15. How does an 18-year-old even compare herself to a 15-year-old? I didn't know that there was this underlying sentiment of competition over the years. To spend years feeling jealous of your little sister must have been torture. 
This was the least dramatic way I could think to resolve this, since Gwen, either deceitfully or genuinely, doesn't remember any of her confession to me. I'm going to let sleeping dogs lie, I think. Vicky is perfect and I wish I could go back in time and take away the heartache she must have felt over the years as some insecure kid not knowing if I'd ever love her or not. I'm posting this update partly to organize my thoughts but also in case anyone feels strongly that I should talk to Gwen. I believe letting this rest and not poking it anymore is the best option. Agree? Disagree? And a lot of people didn't actually comment on the question at the end there. They were going along the lines of I don't know why you would go down this route of dating you know your ex's sister or anything like that it's just never going to end well others saying you know this is jerry springer level shit jerry jerry and others talking about vicky saying you know she's not perfect and she was out there talk shit talking other girls that you were dating so she was trying to break you up in other ways and there was no other post on this person's account so i think we can call this one concluded as far but now i turn this one to you guys what do you guys make of this situation do you think there's ever a time you can date like date your ex's sibling or or anything along that or anything along those lines let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story and before we do get into our next story i just want to give you some warnings that it does mention pregnancy it mentions losing someone through pregnancy as well so I just wanted to throw those warnings out there. So if you do want to skip the story, this probably will be the end of the video for you. Thank you for joining me and let's crack on with this story. And our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Sammy and Me 35 who says, Am I the Arsehole? I had my mother-in-law trespassed after she entered my home and fired my babysitter. I am a widower. I lost my wife, Anne 34, just minutes after she gave birth to our first baby, Sammy. She had a difficult pregnancy, so I took an indefinite leave three months before she was due. Sammy's four months old now, and before I went back to work, I told my mother-in-law, Sandra, 56, about my plans and if she can recommend a nanny to take care of my daughter when I work. She offered to do it, nanny, for free. I told her she's free to come by any time during the day if she feels uncomfortable with a nanny looking after Sammy, but she insisted on doing it herself. So I said yes and gave her a copy of the house keys. She comes 30 minutes before I leave for work and when I come home, she stays for dinner and leaves after putting Sammy to sleep. Everything was fine for the first couple of weeks until I noticed that Sammy's not feeding as much. Her formula's barely touched. I asked Sandra about it and why Sammy's not feeding well. She says she's trying to breastfeed my daughter. Say what? At first, I thought she was joking. Then I realized she wasn't. She said Sammy needs to latch for a few minutes every day to activate her milk production. I almost lost it. I told her she cannot do that and she needs to stop. She said she will, but I caught her again when I walked in my daughter's room and she was forcing Sammy to latch. I confronted her and told her she's no longer my baby's nanny. I didn't ask her for the keys back and she is still welcome to come visit anytime. I asked for a one-week leave from work to care for my daughter and find a nanny. I found one two days after, but she never returned. I called her and she said my mother fired her the day before. I asked her to describe the woman and I was livid when I realized it was Sandra. She came in my house using her key and fired my nanny. I was about to call her when she showed up and said a convoluted story like how I hired an incompetent nanny, etc, etc. I told her to leave, but she refused and told me she's calling CPS because I'm endangering my child. We argued back and forth before I called the police and she was charged with trespassing. I know my mother-in-law is grieving the loss of her daughter. 
I am too, but she crossed the line when she disregarded my wishes. She is very upset with me. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law are calling me ruthless and I am now second-guessing myself. Have I taken it too far by calling the police? Am I the asshole? And we do have an edit which replies to some of the comments on this one. Now we've had a story, I can't remember how similar it was, but it was fairly similar and it always brings me back to that film, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And I always think of that when this sort of stuff happens. And the first thing that pops into my head is there's, there's got to be something more here. I'm not trying to make excuses, but you know, it's not normal behavior. And we could say grief, but it found it feels like almost something snapped, you know. It's gone beyond just grief now, and it sounds like she does need some help of some sort. Again, not excusing it. I personally feel I would have cut that person out long before that, the very first thing you said about it all. And I can't repeat it because it's making me cringe, but I know in many places other mothers can breastfeed other children, wet nursing, all that sort of stuff, but that's just not the case in this scenario. But Sprinkly Pop says not the asshole. Her trying to breastfeed your daughter without your permission is gross and completely wrong. Beyond that, she fired your nanny. I'd ask for your key back and set some serious boundaries. Jazz like humor says not the asshole. Babies need to be fed. What your mother-in-law did isn't a small thing. Babies need to be fed. If you don't feed a baby, it will die. This comes firmly under danger to yourself or others. Your mother-in-law is an active danger to your daughter. Maybe call the mental health or crisis services program in your area and find out what can be done. Mother-in-law may be having some type of mental health breakdown. If that is the case, there needs to be an intervention involuntary if necessary, but the police and legal system may be less appropriate than the mental health system. Max Scar says, oh my God, not the asshole. Keep that crazy person away from your child. Who cares if it's their grandparent? Not only was that so disgusting, but she was also starving your child. Muckfly says, get a restraining order on this woman. Move, change the locks. Grief doesn't mean any of this. Impressive Aries says, not the arsehole. Your mother-in-law is not right in the head. A woman cannot just spontaneously produce milk if she hasn't been pregnant. She would have to be on some pretty strong hormones for several months in addition to multiple times a day pumping in order to even start production. She needs to stay away from your child until she has gotten some grief counseling and started to get a grip on her loss. Change your locks and go limited contact to protect your child. My heart goes out to you for your loss. Good luck, OP. Head photograph says, dude, you're the asshole in two different ways. First, for not going no contact with mother-in-law for trying to breastfeed her granddaughter. Ick, that made my skin crawl just reading that. And then if that wasn't cringy enough, you allowed her to keep a house key. That mistake is completely on you. The breastfeeding was an absolute barring of access to her grandchild. You can't trust her with your daughter after that full stop. Get a lawyer, you'll need one, and replace all locks on your house, along with cameras to cover 360 degrees around the outside of your house. Sorry for your loss, best wishes, and good luck. Now the edit from OP said, thank you everyone for your advice and showing concern for Sammy. I called CPS to tell them about the situation. My mum is coming over to help look after my daughter and look at our options. She's a retired family law attorney. I do have a doorbell camera, but reading some of the suggestions here, I decided to up my home security system. Brother-in-law and sister-in-law know the whole story and they also think that forcing to breastfeed Sammy was wrong, but they are angry at me for calling the cops on mother-in-law and having her trespassed. They said it was unnecessary and cruel to do to a grieving mother. Holy 
moly now i'm going to turn this one to you guys let me know your thoughts in the comments below and just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today getting involved in the stories your love support and time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so so much and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love wake up get up stretch my legs eat some breakfast milk and eggs brush my teeth up wash my face throw my clothes on start my day wake up i can smell the smoke from the bacon let's go see the sun shining from the windows okay i know that's a damn 